Welcome to the Hotel Moment Podcast, presented by Revenate, the podcast where we talk to leaders in the hospitality industry. If you're looking for trends, perspectives, and stories from leaders in travel and hospitality, you're in the right place. Good morning, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to our webinar, Hotelier's Guide to Unlocking the Power of First-Party Data. This webinar today is a part of our Revenate's Hotel Moment Deep Dive series. So before we get started, let me get to some housekeeping items. So all of these are on listen-only mode today. We have not incorporated the live Q&A. However, you can submit your questions through the chat box and we'll get back to you via email after. And everybody that's registered to this webinar, you will receive a recording after the session as well. So let's start with the introductions. My name is Daria. I'm a director of customer success at Revenue EMEA. I have been with Revenue for about seven years today and started with San Francisco office, our headquarters in California, working closely with North America and LATAM hoteliers, and recently moved to EMEA region and now based in Amsterdam. So my background is in travel and hospitality. I previously worked in online travel agencies, corporate travel management companies, and in the last 10 years in hotel technology. So at Revenate, I'm looking after all our EMEA customers and helping my team help hoteliers optimize their marketing strategy with Revenate in order to help their guest experiences and help them maximize revenue. We look much younger in these pictures, huh? <laughs> this is the golden day for us. But yeah, hey, I'm Dylan and I'm the MD of sales for Revenate. And I've worked, first started at Revenate in our American office, worked with the, some great hoteliers in North America. And then in Singapore, working with our clients in Asia and Australia. And now here in lovely Amsterdam with Dasha. And we are taking care and helping clients in the EMEA region utilize our products, get onto our products, and ultimately be successful with us here at Revenue. So thanks, everybody, for tuning into the webinar. All right. So today, it will be all about first-party data. We are going to talk about what it is that first-party data is, how, why is it important, how to use first-party data in your marketing strategy. And then we're also going to share some successful customer examples from across the globe oh, yeah. uh, that generate a lot of revenue with first-party data. As a reminder, this webinar is focused on some of our topics from the first party guide that we recently released. So we'll be sharing with you how to access the guide after this webinar as well. So let's talk about what, what is the first party data and why is this important. There is a transformation happening in the hospitality industry. Hoteliers are turning more attention and effort to their first party data collection. And that's because it gives hoteliers full confidence and control over their data. In the past, several hoteliers have been okay with siloed data. But as we move forward with more personalized marketing, siloed data is just not working out for everybody. So one of the main reasons for that is that guest data is siloed in different tools or unavailable altogether. So the group would have different PMS systems under their portfolio, or the data is just not shared with the group correctly, or simply the format of the data is just not compatible. Another reason is the stricter privacy regulations and browser changes. So many technologies that worked before, for example, like third-party uh, cookies, the information and the data that they provided is just not going to be available for hotelers very soon with the new regulations. So let's quickly take a look at what types of data they are exist. So data varies from the less reliable to more reliable data, 
obviously with the first party data being the most reliable. So third party data is the data that you purchase from the marketplace. It could be purchased multiple times. It could be repackaged multiple times. And that's the data that associated with most risks. So first of all, you could be just wasting your money on the data that's not relevant to your gas database. And it could just be diluting your targeting efforts because it's not relevant. Or another more serious risk is obviously the quality of the data. You could be at breach of GDPR or CCPA because you don't know what's the consent of the people that opted in in this database that you purchased. So you definitely don't want to be at risk with that. Nope. Second party data is the data that you purchase with it from the trusted vendor. And for example, that could be airline research about hospitality industry, or that could be a survey company that conducted a research for a hotel or something like that. But that's also not your best choice because that data is very expensive. And also there's a lot of restrictions that could be associated with that data, how you can use it again because of the privacy concerns. And last but not least is first-party data. First-party. First, yay. <laughs> first-party data is your own data, the data you're collecting from your guests. So when the guests are making the booking at your booking engine or when they're filling out the survey, they actually are telling you about their preferences, about their interests. They give you information about their state, and they do want you to use that information to actually personalize and target your communication with them. So quick fun facts here. And the first party data is not only most reliable, but also the most secure, as we just talked about how important the privacy regulations are. So recent studies with Zendesk show that 94% of all consumers express that it's important for them to control how their data is shared and used in the companies. 77% said that transparency about the data is impacted their purchasing decisions. And last but not least, personalization is top of mind, of course. 68% of survey takers want their experiences to be personalized, however, definitely not by cost of their privacy. I want mine personalized. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, from retailers and marketers, First-party data is the foundation that increases effectiveness of all your marketing and operation initiatives. So with a comprehensive, full data view of your guests, hoteliers can drive more direct revenue, they can increase guest satisfaction, maximize campaign performance, and we'll take a look at it in a little bit, and also build stronger relationship and personalized guest experiences. So with that, I would like to pass it on to Dylan to walk us through how hoteliers can use their first-party data in the marketing strategy. Yeah. So thanks for that. That's a good start to the webinar. And uh, we'll get into some more details here. So first of all, guests are looking for personalization. And you can achieve that by putting your data to work, whether it's through email, text, web, or voice. And if you wouldn't mind, just go to the next slide here. We'll actually look at some examples. So 90% of consumers, this shouldn't be a surprise to you, but 90% of consumers expressed a desire for personalization. Everybody wants to feel special, right? But the more you can personalize the same way you would on property, the better. 63% of guests will stop buying from brands that use poor personalization tactics. I can think about an example of if I was to get an ad for a property in California for a staycation this weekend, I'm not getting there. So I'm probably not going to buy, right? I might even unsubscribe. And then the other part is there's a $20 return for every $1 spent when leveraging advanced personalization. So big return when you do personalize your communications and your journey. So taking a look at this next slide here, there's a lot going on, but it makes sense. So the first step is to get your data in order. 
So you have all these different collection points of where you would get data. First, you have your PMS, which is obviously where people are making their bookings and you're getting the information about people who are staying with you. You have your website where people are signing up on newsletter forms, newsletter sign-up forms. They're going into your booking engine, so you can hopefully get them if they're not completing the booking through capturing that information. You also have phone centers, hopefully, where people are making phone calls in to request information about the property, and you're able to then capture their information and, again, enrich your data and other sources like through API, like point of sale systems, golf, spa, website sign up. There's all these other avenues in which you can collect data. And it's important, obviously, to get a hold of that and make sure you're collecting as much as possible. The next piece is to enrich that data. So you want to have a system in place that can intelligently take the data that you've brought in from all these sources, stitch it together, clean it up so it's actionable. It's one thing to bring all this data together, but if it sits in a system that can't it together, well, then it's hard to use or maybe even irrelevant. The next part is to target your guests using that data. So you start segmenting out different audiences, think about the different types of guests you have and how you want to target them, the different types of audiences you have, and then obviously activating these different segments on your various channels, right? So once you've, again, collected, enriched, set up your target audiences, you activate that data on different channels like email, obviously voice, messaging, website, and any other third-party apps where you need to uh, utilize this data. And if you're not familiar with this, Revenate is able to actually help you not only collect, enrich, but also target and activate on all these channels. And we're doing that for over 12,000 customers worldwide. All right, so let's get into some KPIs that your hotel Uh, or group, hotel group, can take into action after this call. So these are the KPIs we see customers of ours take seriously if they want to enhance the guest journey. So the first one, and it's going back to this first point of collecting first-party data, is database growth and reducing OTA reliance. That's a big thing, right? The next is driving a website conversion rates. That is a huge component of enhancing the guest journey. The next is increasing brand.com share. Instead of being reliant on your OTAs or other third parties for your bookings, it is increasing the brand.com share for your properties. And then finally, it's actually keeping your database engaged and activated. So constantly engaging with your database, with communications, marketing communications to make sure that you're top of mind with them, they're engaged with your brand, and they're thinking about you next time they go to make a booking. All right, so if KPI number one is growing your database, then how do you do it? Well, what's the way to think about growing your database? Well, the way to do it is with a map like this. Think about all the touch points that your guests would go through when staying with you, and those are your chances to actually collect data. So we've mapped it out here, sort of a typical guest journey that we see our customers send their customers through. And so the first stage is inspiration, right? So first of all, email engagement. This is on your website, getting people to sign up for emails. This is also looking at your emails themselves, which links are guests clicking on, what kind of emails are they engaged with, but really understanding that. Next is phone. So people are calling in, they're asking about your property, they're asking questions, they're giving information 
about themselves, when they want to stay, what their email address is. Make sure that's getting into your database. Don't let it get lost in a conversation with a phone rep and then not able to be actioned on later to drive them to a future booking or even that booking they had originally called about. Next is website exit pop-up, part abandonment, emails and browsing data. So all of these things are other ways you can capture information from your website. The next point is the time of booking. Obviously, you have PMS data. That's a huge component of this. And then also, again, time of booking where folks are calling in, making that booking over the phone, capturing that information and being able to utilize it later. On property and pre-arrival, you have great things like preferences that you can capture prior to arrival. With Revenate, you can send those in an email prior to arrival to capture their preferences and use those for future marketing or while on property. You have upsells that guests might have taken or declined, but understanding their interaction with those upsells is really important for your future interactions with them. Conducting on-site surveys with guests is important as well to be able to understand how they feel about their stay, different components of their stay. Again, so you can action those later. And then finally, you have things like reviews that you can send post-stay, engagement with emails you've sent post-stay. But all of these data points are things you can use to learn about your guest, to action later, to better market to them, to better personalize and have higher conversion rates. All right, so taking a step back, let's talk about something called the CDP. So in the hospitality industry, you have three different tools that are most commonly used for marketing and utilizing first-party data. You have something called the CRM, which is the Customer Relationship Management Product. You have something called a data management platform, which is another commonly used system for managing first-party data and communications. But then you have something called the CDP. And this is something I think that is really new to the hospitality industry and something that Revenate's priding itself on as being a first mover in for the industry. And the CDP is the most robust tool. It gives you a unified view of your guests by combining data from multiple sources. First of all, PMS, which is the first source Revenate started with and is the foundation of guest data, but then moving into folio data, spa data, golf and restaurant data is giving you the most advanced view of your guests that you've quite frankly ever had. And then using this data to merge it, to dupe it, make sure you have the most accurate view of your guests in a unified profile. And then obviously being able to take that unified view of your guests and actioning it. Speaking of a unified view, it is very important that a CDP not only brings data in from all these sources, but that it's able to do it in a way that's clean, for lack of a better word. There is nothing worse than having a guest come to your property that's previously spent money with you. They show up and you don't know who they are. And the chances are the more a guest is staying with you, the more places you're going to have data on them. You're going to have data on them in the spa system, in the golf system, from a website booking on booking.com one time, one time when they called on the phone. Chances are they've come in in so many different ways, but you need a CDP basically to get help you get that complete view of your guest so that A, you're able to understand who they are, recognize them for their loyalty and spend, but also to be able to use it in your personalized communications down the road. All right, so coming back to point one, which is capturing data and also where in the guest journey we should be capturing data. This is an inspiration phase point where you can capture data. We work with partners like the Hotels Network, Trip Tees, Hotel Champ, partners that optimize websites 
And in this example, Triptease works with this customer, our mutual customer of ours, and they have a pop-up that comes on the website when the guest is getting ready to leave or simply when they're interacting on the website. But the point is the guest comes on and we are encouraging them to share their name and email address, which then feeds directly into the Revenate CRM so that you can keep fostering that guest and for lack of a better word, convincing them or moving them towards a booking. Another thing that we do, and this is with our partners, Synexus Booking Engine, and we have a connection with iHotelier, specifically is what we call shopping cart abandonment. So a guest goes through the website, they put in their information, their state dates, their email address, their name, but for some reason they say, hey, I'm not going to continue with this booking. They go off the website. We're still able to capture that information, bring it into our CRM, and encourage the guests to continue with their booking. It's really a fantastic tool to have in your tool belt because if you're not doing this, chances are they exit your website, they go to an OTA instead to book with you, or even worse, they end up booking with one of your competitors. So stay in the game, keep fostering the relationship and encourage them to book through shopping cart abandonment. All right, let's get into some more examples. So the Landmark London, a beautiful hotel in London, beautiful property in London, if you're not familiar, but they use guest preferences. So guest preferences is a feature and another place where you can capture information about a guest prior to arrival, where essentially a guest is prompted to share information about themselves, again, prior to arrival. And what's nice about it and the way that Landmark uses it is they take this information, it helps them understand the needs of the guest prior to arrival to enhance their stay, And it also feeds into the segmentation component of our product or the targeting section that I talked about before, where you can take guest information and be more specific about the marketing you send to them based on preferences that they'd previously shared. All right. So now that we've captured the information and we know more about our guests, what can we do with it? Well, this is a slide of sort of all the communications mapped out that we encourage our customers to do with their clients. Now, if you notice the orange gear, those are automated emails. And especially in today's world where staff shortages are a big deal, everybody's doing a million things, automated emails are our friends. Even when you're not able to get into the Revenate platform in a week to send an email, if you have automated emails set up, the system will still be driving you revenue. So automated emails are fantastic. You also have these blue emails with the blue square next to it. Those are your one-time emails. Those are when you want to get in. You need to send out a flash offer. You need to send out a quick offer to fill some rooms on the weekend. You want to make an announcement about an event. These are these one-off emails that you'd be doing. And then finally, we have guest feedback that fits in there. That's part of the flow where you ask guests to write a review about you post-stay. And again, that data flows back into the CRM. So you can use survey results to further personalize future communications. All right, so the final piece of my section here, and I'll get off the microphone and pass it back to Dasha, is basically our custom segment builder. So we talked about collecting data. We talked about all the fantastic types of emails you can send, automated, one time. But then how do you actually target your audience and what kind of options are available? So what you're seeing here are some of our most commonly used segment types or targeting types that our customers utilize. And some of our favorites, are things like survey net promoter score. That's being able to see everybody who's left you a negative survey previously or a positive one and be able to action on that with your marketing communications. 
You can segment based on total spends. You can target your high spenders versus your lower spend guests and what type of promotions you might want to send them. But there's numerous ways you can segment your database. You can read through these. The possibilities are endless. And over to you, Dasha. Great. Thanks, Dylan. Just to summarize, you collect all that data right from all the different sources. Guests are willing to give you that data. They go into the whole customer journey, believing you points about themselves, interests, preferences, stay information, profile information. So knowing all of that, it's up to you to use it and segment and target and generate that targeted revenue. So with that, let's just dive into the most exciting part, in my opinion. Let's take a look at some successful customer campaign examples from all over the globe and see how our revenue customers are generating revenue with the first party data. Let's do it. Right here, you can see an example of how Hoxton hotels collect their first-party data through their Wi-Fi opt-in form. So what happens is the guest stays in the hotel, they check into the room, they fill out the form on the website to get their Wi-Fi access, and they receive a relevant welcome email based on the city that they're staying in. So here you can see an example of campaign that goes out to the guest that's staying in London, for example. So Hoxton's taken it to the next level, and they use that information that the guests provided during a Wi-Fi opt-in to personalize their newsletters. So to those guests that stayed in London, they will be sending relevant local monthly newsletters after, after the fact. So obviously this is a great strategy. It helps the uh, hotels to grow their database, but also helps them to keep their database engaged by sending relevant messages. Mm. And you can see the engagement rate is really high on this one, 42% yeah, open really and 2% click through rate. So really above the average. Mm. Next example here, you can see from Isla Bella Beach Resort. Dylan touched on that a little bit. So they're using the Treaties email sign-up form on the website. And after the guest left their data, left their email address, we will generate qualification emails in a series of three drip email campaigns. So once the user signs up, they will receive a campaign right after to with the offer to book the stay. And if they haven't booked the stay seven days after, they will receive another campaign and again, if they didn't convert, they didn't make a stay in your property, they will receive another email 21 uh, days later. So with the course of these three campaigns, over the course of five months, this hotel generated over $471,000 in revenue. Wow. 270 room nights just in five months. So that strategy, that approach speaks for themselves. And overall, brief campaigns, when they're done smartly, when they're done with the understanding of how guests are booking, of how guests are reacting, how they interact with the campaigns are a great way to optimize your revenue. And it's all direct revenue, no commissions. <laughs> Here you can see how the member London combines their website sign-up with a triggered email about the guest preferences. And it works really well for them. So Dylan previously shared with you the example of the guest preferences survey that they're sending out. Yeah. And this is the example of the campaign that they're using um, to send to the guests that just subscribed to the newsletter. And they're not only thanking them for becoming a part of the database, but they're also asking them about their preferences, right? What are your interests? What do you want to hear about? What are you interested in when you're staying at the property? So with all of that information, Landmark London is able to target and send offers are more personalized and relevant to their database. And again, numbers speak for themselves. You can see the open rate is 74% and the click rate is 33%. And that's really, really high. That's really almost high. like a transactional campaign, like a confirmation letter, pre-arrival letter. So definitely a good strategy to have. And also once you have your guest lifecycle campaign set up, it's a good idea to have a storyline to visualize what your guest experience looks like. 
For example, uh, you can see the storyline of the Landmark London as well. The first email of this story is their qualification campaigns. Again, when the guests leave their email address on the website or with the guest preferences, they receive this welcome email. Then the next thing what happens is when the guest makes the booking, they receive a confirmation email that's on brand from Landmark Hotel. The next five days and one day before check-in, they receive a pre-arrival email that reminds the guest about their stay, uh, also promotes upsells, room upgrades, amenity upsells that the guests can book prior to their stay. And last but not least, the Landmark London also sends the post-day communication to the guests seven days after checkout to their OTA bookers. Yeah. Again, in the effort to maximize that direct book and share to convert OTA bookers to the actual direct bookers next time. Yeah, and it's nice to see it laid out like this so you can understand exactly what the guest journey looks like, right? And that's what we do uh, in customer success. That's what our uh, customer success managers do. They sit down with our hoteliers and help them to draw the storyline, make sure that hoteliers not only communicate it to the guest efficient at all touch points that they should be communicating, but also that they optimize this communication to be more efficient, to personalize the experience and to generate auxiliary and additional revenue where possible. Right, right. right. Cool. So here's an example of the top performing card abandonment campaign in from Avala Hotels. Dylan spoke about it a little bit. So when the guests mm -hmm. abandon the shopping cart at the booking engine, this group sends them two follow-up emails. One right after the shopping cart was abandoned, like a few minutes later, with a reminder, hey, you know, you didn't finish your booking, here's your information, go ahead and finish your booking to maximize that revenue, to maximize that stay. And if that didn't convert, if the guest still didn't make the booking, they will send a second email two days later to only the guests that haven't booked again. So this has been very successful overall. Yeah. You can see, yeah, 68% open rate and 20% click-through rate. Almost, again, like a transactional campaign. And I want to say that overall, shopping cart abandonment is one of the strongest revenue-generating guest lifecycle campaigns that you can set up for your property. Yeah, right. Because the intent's obviously there already. You just got to keep pushing them towards that booking, right? How cool is that? All right. So back to me for another example. This is the La Jolla Beach and Tennis Club. It's a beautiful property. And they're doing something really interesting where a reservations agent answers a call. And if the reservation isn't booked, then actually the information of that guest will be fed into the Revenate CRM. And they will automatically be sent an email one hour after that call, encouraging them to book. And that's what you're looking at right here. This campaign in 12 months has driven 325 room nights. How amazing is that? The next example we'll have a look at here is the Ashling Hotel. So this is called the OTA Winback email. And obviously you can imagine this type of email gets a lot of attention from our customers and anybody we talk to because on everybody's mind is how do I win back OTA bookings and convert them to direct bookers? So the idea here is that guests who have booked through an OTA by rate code are automatically receiving an email five days after checkout that's encouraging them to book direct next time. And we're sharing the benefits of being a direct booker at the Ashling Hotel. This campaign has booked 67 room nights already with an average open rate of 46%, which is a very nice open rate for that type of email. Great. I really like this example. Just one more thing to add. Yeah. Because the, the email goes out five days after checkout. Sometimes we hear hotels that are hesitant to put an offers in there, like a guest just stayed, right? Right. 
but it's important to put that evergreen offer in there so it doesn't expire so the guests know that they have it, you know, they can just come back to it and book it at a different time. So just make sure to not put any short-term offers in there and then it'll definitely will come back as a, as a successful booking. Yeah, I get that. I've had that experience myself where yeah. I had booked through an OTA and I came back and I got an email that was a direct booking and I thought, oh, wow, these are the benefits I would have gotten had I booked directly. So that's nice. Great, great point. So the next one is a cancellation recovery email. So this is a set up to be an automated email, right? And this is done at the time of inspiration or basically done to inspire guests who have actually canceled their reservation. In this particular case, this goes out three days after a guest has canceled their booking with the property. So we all know that cancellations happen, especially if you have a flexible cancellation policy. But the point is, you can do something about it. You're not going to convert everybody to come back and change their cancellation to a booking, but you can recapture some of those folks who have canceled. So this particular campaign, again, goes out three days after the guest has canceled automatically. And this one has done over 900 room nights, 46% open rate as well. Very well-performing campaign uh, for the Hotel Edison. Great. Yeah, this is uh, one of the also top performing revenue generated revenue recovering campaigns that we see our customers set up and something we're not supposed to talk about anymore. COVID times, this one, I would say viral. There's so many canceled bookings and with this, hoteliers were able to recover so much revenue and still do, right? Very cool. Yeah, COVID times. We don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> so this next campaign from the Hotel de la Baie, please don't judge me, everybody, on my French pronunciation, but... For all of our European hoteliers on this session today, this is a great example of leveraging dynamic language variations in the campaign. So you can have, based on who the guest is, different language displayed for them. So in this one, they have an English version and they have a French version. And you can see that the results are very good from them offering this up in two versions. So they have 254 room nights so far booked from this campaign, a 55% open rate and an 8% average click-through rate, which is really high. And you can imagine that if they had only done this in French, the English-speaking guests like me wouldn't have done so well in opening it. And then on the flip side, perhaps the French guests, having been served this in English, wouldn't have interacted as well. So the fact we're able to offer up two language types is great, and it's clearly working for them. So this one is called a qualification email. So the idea is we have segments in the Revenate product Segments are the section where you target different types of guests. Now, when a guest qualifies for one of these segments or ends up in a segment in Revenate, they can automatically be distributed in, in email. And an example of that could be if you make a segment or a, an audience of guests with two stays, if a guest goes from one stay to two stays, they automatically end up in that two-stay segment, and they can be sent an email automatically for now being in the two-stay segment. In this example, the customer has a sign-up on their website for a special offer for 5% off. So when a guest signs up on the website, they automatically get put in the website sign-up segment and then are sent a qualification email for signing up on the website where they are then offered that 5% discount. So Qualification emails, again, are automatically triggered by qualifying for a segment. And in this case, the segment is website signup. 
So they sign up and they get a 5% offer for signing up on the website. I know that one's a bit complicated. Uh, hopefully I explained it well for everyone, but this customer is doing a great job with the qualification emails. 450 plus room nights off of this so far, 77% open rate, 33% open click-through rate. People like the discount, they like the 5% discount. And it's very interactive. I think a really cool experience for guests with this one. And then finally, geolocation. I think this is probably one of the easiest ones for a customer to get kick-started with if they're new to segmentation. I think we can all imagine that segmenting a database based on where somebody is is a good way to start. This particular group called AutoCamp, really cool concept in North America, what they're doing is they're segmenting their drive market within the state of California, and they're cross-promoting all locations within that region. So everybody in California, they're cross-promoting all their California properties within that grouping. It's done really well for them. Over 900 room nights for AutoCamp, 49% open rate, 2% click-through rate. Good job, AutoCamp. All right, wrapping it up here, this is what we call lookalike audiences. So basically the idea is using Revenate Segment Builder, you can pull an audience of guests that you want to promote to on other channels, basically upload that onto channels like social media, for example. So if you want to take your high spenders, upload those to social media and target others that look like those high spenders, you can do that. And the great example is the William Bell Hotel, who's using lookalike audiences with Revenate and having great success. All right, bringing it home. It's all about the right message to the right guest at the right time and, of course, through the right channel. And hopefully through this presentation, you understand that to deliver all this, you have to have a comprehensive and thoughtful first-party data strategy. All right. We wanted just to share a little bit of information about our first-party data guide so to learn more about first-party data for hoteliers, you can download the guide from our website. Here's a QR code. The guide goes in more depth on the different types of data, again, that we touched on today, the state of data collection, how to generate revenue with the first-party data, and much more good stuff that you can find there. With that, our session comes to the end. We wanted to share the link to our resource page so you can sign up to receive information on future webinars, check our videos, past webinars, benchmark report, blog articles, email examples, and lots of more inspiration uh, that we share with you. Please check out revenue.com slash resources page. And of course, a reminder, we'll respond to all of the questions via chat you submitted through the, through the webinar, and we'll send the email responses to those after the session. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Have a good day. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Hotel Moment Podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe for more content. For more information, head to hotelmomentpodcast.com. The Hotel Moment Podcast is presented by Revenate.